It's just a bunch of witty banter. What's up, banterers? How's it going, peeps? Welcome to episode number 20, Schwan. Which means we are 21 Schlegel, right? Yeah, we could finally drink beer on this podcast. Oh, good. I've been waiting to do that. Finally. This is Witty Banter Podcast, if it's your first time listening, and we're a bunch of dudes who like to drink beer and do news stories, so Mm -hmm. you're in luck, Mm because I know that's exactly what you came for. Get ready to learn. Get ready to drink. On my left, right in front of me, that makes a lot of sense, (laughs) the blue-eyed marvel, Hunter Dorsett. Oh, stop it. And I am Chase Williams. We are your hosts here on this grand day. It is what, April 25th? It is a grand day. I think it is April. April 25th. It is currently 2.54 p.m. It is. Not a cloud in the sky mm-hmm. outside. It's still getting a little bit of warmth in the air. Dude, I love it. Like this is, this is where I'm at. You know, this is where I here. love to be. Have you noticed how green everything is? Yeah, it's, it's nice beautiful, and fantastic. Right? I like literally looked at my yard a week ago and it was like brown and aging. <laughs> and just dead. And now it's like green and luscious. You know guinea fowl's loving it. Oh, guinea fowl is having a ball. <laughs> he's, he's digging Did it. Did I right? tell you about when it was uh, tripping out the other day? Guinea fowl? Yeah. Oh no. Okay, so everyone listening, fowl? I have a community pet. It is like a in my neighborhood on my street. We have like I don't know. 15 houses where we have this it's a pretty big street. Yeah, we have like this 15 house little section and there's this just communal pet that nobody kills, everyone kind of just lets do it thing. It is a guinea fowl. It's, it's like a di- big bird. It looks like a turkey. It's basically. ugly. It's funny. It's very ugly. It's, it's funny. It's hilarious. I think what you meant to say was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it makes two of them. It makes turkey noises too. Yeah, it's it, like, it, <laughs> It's hilarious. And so there's two of them. So they like hang <laughs> out, and it's awesome. So it makes me happy when I see it. But one of our neighbors actually got wrapped the other day. Uh, uh, oh no shit! It was the it was like these girls, these really actually really cute girls that live across the street from us uh-huh. all got wrapped. I'll help you clean it up, ladies. And uh, <laughs> the next day, I come home from school, and the the guinea fowl is in the middle of the wrapped yard where all like, <laughs> the plants are wrapped, and it's just like going ape shit. <laughs> it's just like. Ah! Yeah. Well, I was like, I don't know if you're really happy about this. He's like, like down on his knees. You think it's like a winter wonderland? Yeah, in guinea fowl language, it's like, why? <laughs> or if he's really pissed. Why yeah. did you wrap my family house? This is my family. <laughs> you think, he was like, why didn't you come here in the morning when it was happening, guinea fowl, and raise the alarm? <laughs> yeah. Boo, you're being wrapped. <laughs> you're a guard job. You're not doing a good job. Yeah. All right, well, so on Witty Banter, every podcast, we review a beer. We used to say that we were going to review an alcoholic beverage, but we've pretty much never strayed from beer. I don't think we're going to. Yeah, not anytime soon, at least. Because I feel like people, like, what, can't really relate. Like, are you going to open up a bottle of wine with us Dude, or I something? I just can't speak to wine. Like, I can speak to beer a yeah, lot. Yeah, but when you I first started on this show... That was pretty bad. You're pretty, I mean, we were, we were both struggling. Yeah. We're good now. For sure. So, um, today's brew that we've got, today's Bruja is Green Flash Brewing Company's Imperial Indian Pale Ale, okay? This looks good. So, yeah, I, I picked Green Flash because I saw them on the menu a long time ago at Bangers, and I tried one of their beers. I remember really liking it, and I told a friend about it who also likes to drink beer, um, my friend Chris. He was like, yeah, Green Flash is like a kick-ass brewery, right? And I've been meaning to try or get like drink an IPA recently. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, so I thought, hey, why not this one? And uh, Hunter, you just you just poured it up already, so why don't you go ahead and tell us how it's looking? Uh, well, the beer itself is claimed to be dry hopped, and it comes through in the smell. You can smell the hoppiness. Do, do you want to read the description? Mm-hmm. Or oh, okay, yeah. it's got a little description on the bottom. Totally do that. Um, where does it say in the description? The Unique blend of summit and nugget hops. Nugget hops, baby. Hops flavor aromas. Uh. <laughs> It basically High just gravity. claims. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know what it's really saying on this description. Oh, is it talking about gravity? Yeah. Okay, I, so I, I high gravity mean. means it's going to have a lot of sugar in the beer, oh, and okay. which means it's going to be a lot more alcoholic. Yeah. So let's see if we can it's find. It's 9.4% okay, alcohol. Okay, 9.4. Volume. So this thing's a, it's it's going to crank us yeah. up. Yeah, we're, we're stoked. This thing just pretty much claims to be a hop machine. So uh, Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, like it's hop double. after yeah. hop after hop, so... Anyway, it's very filtered. It's clear as hell, right? The the small header you get is is just, you know, off-white, typical header. Very clear. It's almost like a golden 
brown. Not, not exactly brown, but close to an amber or a lager, honestly. It's yeah. not exactly it's like... It's like an orangey, ambery mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. And then you were saying on the smell... I'm going to go ahead and take a whiff right here. Yeah, it's, it's hoppy, dude. It's coming oh, through. That's and, it's, and it's like hoppy. citrus. I think, I think I could smell a little bit of a citrus hop. I just went and smelled my microphone. <laughs> Did you see how confused I was? I keep getting in my beard. <laughs> dude, that's a good thing. That's a, yeah. it's a fun problem. It's fun. Yeah. It means your beard's coming on. Got beer? Got beard in your beer? <laughs> Got beard in your beers? Anyway, have you taken a sip yet? I'm I have not. I'm going to do it. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's pretty good. It is, a, it is very hoppy. I think I taste a little bit of the citrus that I was hinting at before. Um, it's strong. It has a lot of body, but it's not. It is sweet. It's really sweet right you off think? the bat. Yeah, give it another go. The sweetness kind of hits me first. It, it finishes pretty clean, though. This is an interesting beer. It it's pretty. It's got some bitterness, not too much. The bitterness kind of like finish like. I think the aftertaste is a little bit of bitter, mm-hmm. like it, and it hangs out in the back of your tongue a little bit. I almost get more of the hops from the foam than I do from the actual like beer itself. Yeah, so maybe more of just the aroma. Yeah, that. Yeah. I'm liking it though, man. Okay, well, so my first impressions is yeah, very strong hop smell. I think to me, I'm getting more of like a piney, like kind of like a wooded type of hop. Okay. Pine hop, not not so much the citrus, okay. and then that's coming through directly on the taste, and the uh, the beer itself's a little sweet. It's got a little bit of bitterness on the back finish, and it's actually pretty drinkable for being such a high high in alcohol. And to be honest, like I'm I'm kind of digging this a lot because it's even though the hop like the the flavor profile is just basically all hop as far, as far as taste goes, it's not too much. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like, it's an enjoyable amount. It's like, hey, enjoy the hops. Don't get punished by them. I agree. And, yeah. And the bitterness at the very end is just like, and by the way, this is also an IPA. You mm-hmm. know, you, you came to expect that. I don't, for some reason, I'm just flabbergasted with this beer. What like, do you, I, what do you I just, mean? like, don't understand how it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. And that sweetness, I feel like gives it, gives it a lot of body. You know, Mm -hmm. like it feels kind of like it's not too thick, but it is. It's got some viscosity to it. Of course, yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm digging it. Anyway, so um, how's your week been? What you been up to, Hunter? Not much, man. Got done with class on Wednesday, or not all of my classes, but my classes are done Wednesday afternoon. Like I don't have any more class until Monday, so that's always great for me. So sick. So I've just been chilling, hanging out. My buddies are all um, my fraternity is having like a spring formal, okay, uh, and they're going to Louisiana. Oh wow! And they in, they left this morning, and I didn't really want to go because it was going to end up being like six, seven hundred dollar trip. Ooh, like, that's I was a lot. like, that's yeah, steep. I was like, I'll just do something badass in Austin for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, like, buy a guitar <laughs> instead or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, geez. Seven hundred is a lot of money. So, you know, just hanging out, chilling. What about you? Um, got my <laughs> class ring today. Okay, I'm feeling pretty cool about that. This thing looks really. Mine's nice. on its way, dude. I just, I can't wait till we can clink them. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, Brethren. we can clink our beers. Our beers together while we're while, clinking. Like yes. double clinkage? Oh, yes. Double oh, that's, clinkage. That's dirty. I like that's that. That's pretty intense sounding. Um, I basically was in my room for like the entire week writing papers. And now that I'm done with that, like I just feel like I've been released from prison basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and Kyle Shutt retweeted one of my tweets. Oh, okay. Yeah, the lead, Wait, give me a reminder the of The lead Kyle guitarist Shutt? of um, The Sword. Retweeted. Okay. Okay. He, he tweeted at, or he sent a tweet out about Dark Souls Two, and, <laughs> and he you're was, like, "Oh my god, oh, I dropped my two it favorite things." So he he tweets out something, and I like I retweeted him, and then he or I tweeted at him. It felt awesome, dude. That's, That's like fun. the third retweet from him. I've the got joy it. of Twitter, isn't it great? The recognition. Twatting. I, I could twat all day. <laughs> so, dude, do you have uh, you got some things to bring to the table? You ready? I got a couple things. Okay, Not cool. Anything too intense. I think. Uh, our last one was such a blowout yeah. that I was just so. Plus, I was, dude, I was so wrapped up in other shit this week that this well, this episode is probably gonna be a little bit shorter than usual, but that's okay. Um, well, cool, that's cool by me, man. All right, but well, are you ready to, to dive into? I'm ready it? to dive right freaking in. This is witty banter. <laughs> okay, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. So number one on my docket 
is Amazon Prime users will soon have access to HBO television shows. Okay. okay. Several popular HBO shows and miniseries will be included with the deal of Amazon Prime. Um, content can be streamed to computers, smartphones, tablets, and TVs using Amazon's various streaming services. The, uh, the, the content that's being covered in this new deal includes The Sopranos, Six Feet Under, The Wire, Eastbound and Down, Family Tree, Band of Brothers, um, some Boardwalk Empire, and True Blood. Damn. So we don't see a lot of their knockouts, right? You okay. don't see Game of Thrones on there. Yeah, that was you, what I was wondering. I was, where's yeah. the GOT? You don't see Game of Thrones. You don't see True Detective. <laughs> well, d damn it. Right? So, Literally the only two I watch. So that's what I'm saying is, like, maybe this is just the first step. But I think it's a pretty incredible first step that yeah. Am like Amazon is becoming so big. Did you know that they bought a um, a game studio recently? Really? No way. They bought uh, the developers called Double Helix, and the last game they made was Killer In Instinct for the Xbox One. They bought Double was Helix. Is it a good game? Yeah, it's a good fighting game. A lot of people really like cool. it. And Hopefully, they come out with a cool fighting game. So yeah, dude, it's just like it, to me when I saw this, I was like, this is just another step in Amazon becoming this ubiquitous retail front where you can have anything and everything on it. Yeah, they're starting to get their feelers into everything right mm -hmm. now, man. They're, they're like they're becoming a Googleish. I was about to say of. they're the Google of taking my money. <laughs> the, except they're so much more based in logistics. I actually read something on Amazon earlier, and it was talking about how you know UPS and FedEx. Um, they're starting to get overrun with like these like say during holidays we have Christmas and right. we're sending all these packages to and from and you know wherever and UPS and FedEx like aren't even able to keep up. In fact, last year Amazon had to send out like twenty dollar vouchers. Yeah, I heard about that. to be able to like compensate up. the people that were like getting effed over for their Christmas. You know, like four days late today, sometimes, which is like you know, come on, don't procrastinate, America. You suck. But <laughs> what, are you telling us to work on Christmas? <laughs> no, I'm saying you should start maybe like not on December twenty first. Oh, you yeah, mean Americans ordering shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, it's midnight and... Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? But, uh, yeah, so they had to do that, but, like, now they're basically saying since UPS and FedEx are topping out, that they're going to have to, like, start o doing... Open like, their own almost. Yeah, like, beat... They're going to have to beat UPS and FedEx. I wonder if that'll actually cut costs and make their their products cheaper yeah. for like shipping and all that because they're not having to outsource it and cutting out a middleman and they have their own shipping company. Yeah, I think that they're like gonna have a strategy where they're like basically having their own distribution service where they're like delivering the last mile or something like. Oh, know. I see what you mean. Maybe it, it goes it's like, like a, the last mile program. Like it goes to a distribution center and then yeah. Amazon takes it from there. All right, cool. Well, um, you're next, my man. What do you all got right. for us? Uh, I got number two. Number third, number third. Okay. So I read something on my Facebook paper app that said that Netflix will be available on cable now. Uh, basically on cable. So like what? Grande. Grande Communications. Atlantic Broadband. No idea. I don't know either. And <laughs> RCN are these three uh, cable providers that apparently are going to be able to have it to where, like, Netflix is available through your cable. So, like, I could flip to Channel 76, and that would be Netflix or something. Yeah, maybe you just go to your menu yeah. and then go to Netflix. But it's basically going to be the exact same thing as if, like, you had Netflix. Because you, you have to still have to... Yeah, you have to have the subscription. You still have to have, like, a subscription to Netflix in order to access Netflix. But yeah. it's kind of just, like, taking out the middleman. It's also almost know. like them future-proofing themselves. Because everyone knows that, like, Netflix is giving cable a run for its money. Like, yeah. it's gotten to the point now where, like, numbers of... Um, like, people who, who have cable subscriptions are, like, finally on the decrease, you know? Well, the fact that House of Cards is as successful as it is is a huge boost to Netflix's credibility as a video, like, like as a art creator. Yeah, you know? even the fact that, like, you look every day. First of all, they already have, like, their own original series. They have tons of them. But yeah. every day, it, more and more, it's just like, we just secured this guy who's going to do a Netflix original, mm -hmm. Netflix original, Netflix like original, yeah, over and over. Work. It's all you see. Um, and aren't they coming out with like that new superhero movie deal thing? Oh yeah, they're doing the three the shows we, yeah, we talked dude. about it on the show. Yeah. They're gonna do those four superheroes. Iron Fist is gonna be one of yeah. them. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, I know you're excited about Iron Fist. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't wait, dude. That's gonna be cool. But... Have you heard any logistics on like who might play that character? You think it's gonna be like a Japanese dude? Or... I haven't seen a single thing yet from huh. that. The Iron Fist like is a uh, Getting down into the brass tacks here. <laughs> Let me break it down for you, sir. The Iron Fist is like is basically a power that's passed on to different people. So the Iron actual Iron Fist is a different person. Yeah, too, I think, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they can essentially hire anyone. Cool. But um, 
Anyway, anything else to add on that? Uh, that was basically all I have okay. for that one. Real quick, I forgot to say on my last thing, the content will be available for Amazon Prime, the HBO stuff, starting May 21st, but they're also going to raise their subscription price from $79, $79 a year to $99 a year. And this is for what, again? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, so a long time ago, a few episodes ago, why do I keep saying contradictory things like that? <laughs> you notice that? A long time ago, like very recently. Yeah. On my left, <laughs> right in front of me. Ridiculous. You're all flustered, dude. So we... Scatterbrain. <laughs> it's the microphone. It's not, I can't do it anymore. So we talked about how China was going to finally allow console sales in its territory, okay? Because right now there's no gaming there whatsoever from right, outside, yeah. from which is so absurd seeming to me. Still, so they just released a bunch of um, censorship rules for games. It's a huge list. Is it like causing a storm as far as people like? No, I mean I don't know what the backlash has been. I wanted to read a few out loud and, and kind of yeah. Let's and do at it. the at the end of them, I'll kind of like throw what I my you know thoughts on it is. I bet it's like super vague language. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, gonna so they can just do it. Overall, up to their, it's gonna be like what oh, we decide yeah. is censored is gonna be censored. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm learning about. Like everything lately, it's like everything is just super vague. Vague language. <laughs> that's why lawyers can win the most ridiculous yeah, cases. It's it's like, well, ridiculous. in clause three point four, you said anything <laughs> that kerfluffles the. F- you know, well, I was very flugity dugan. The flugity dugan. <laughs> Yeah. Did we bring the flugity dugan in? Can we talk to the I call flugity dugan to the stand. To the stand. He's just like. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> okay. This is why we're friends. Yeah. This is why we banter. 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 <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and rifle off a few. Okay. Gambling related content or game features. Okay. Anything that violates China's constitution. <laughs> Which is everything yeah. not Chinese. Just, we hate everything that's not China. <laughs> and he was like, how, how general can we get? Okay. Um, anything that harms the nation's reputation, security, or interests. Anything that threatens China's national unity or sovereignty or territorial integrity. Anything that violates China's policies on religion by promoting cults or superstitions. Well, guess what? That's a lot of gaming right there. Anything that harms public ethics or China, anything that harms public ethics or China's cultural traditions, anything that insults, slanders, or violates the rights of others, and then the last one, other content that violates the law. Dude, so this is making me more like upset than anything because it's like upset how I feel like China is not even using when I hear all these just listed out and it's that super vague language. I feel like it's gonna be like. Chinese propaganda that they're allowing, like it's gonna be like they're gonna use video game systems to their advantage, to be able to like access the average Chinese user. Maybe you know because it's like well as long as it promotes and forwards China, you know as long as it's like in line with everything we believe. I think it's so ridiculous that the last thing is like okay after all the shit that we just said, our last little anecdote is oh and other content that violates the law. So it's other content, just you know, anything just, that's yeah applicable to what we think. Is it's just not gonna right. be weird because like Australia has like a reputation for banning games. They ban a lot of games over there. Like they censor a lot of shit. A lot of stuff that we publish here doesn't come out in Australia because it's violent or whatever. Really? Oh yeah. I would have thought they would have been chill, mate. <laughs> nah, dude. They don't put shrimps on the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop right there. I'll just go ahead and uh, <laughs> I'll leave. All right. So yeah, I mean, we're not gonna know how this is gonna play out if they start banning well i guess there's two ways to look at it if you ban some of our of, of the, like the most popular games out there then the private enterprise who's selling them isn't going to be making a lot of money and you can't tax that money mm-hmm. so i guess it's in their best interest to let popular games sell but at the same time they don't want popular games promoting ideas that they disagree with and so i guess if you have call of duty where it's just like america's great and we save the world yeah i wonder if they're going to have like a problem that makes with that con- like I guess it makes sense that they don't want a bunch of that ish, because like most of the games that are being created are probably from America, right? Would you say so, or Japan? Maybe? You know, honestly, a lot of developers like there's a ton of there's actually starting to be other countries who are rating it at, radiating um, games. Czechoslovakia is a big developer. No way. German developers are getting bigger. Of course, you're right. Japanese is huge because of just Sony's over there and right. Nintendo's over there, I would and of course America. But yeah. 
You'd be surprised. There's, that's what I'm saying. Is like Mon- Can- uh, Montreal. There's one in Canada. There's like France. Ubisoft is everywhere. Ubisoft is actually a more French country than it is anywhere else. But anyway, continue. Uh, I just yeah. This is this whole thing is just crazy to me because I feel like what they've done is instead of like instead of making it like this thing where it's gonna be like okay, we're giving you like this access to a little bit more freedom kind of thing, you know, where it's like. These people are making these games, and you can just, like, access them how you want and, like, let your, you know... Like, part of video games is playing them and going through some sort of experience, and, you know, believe it or not, like, you're you're changed after. It's not like it's, like, a big deal or every time, but, like, either you... Like, if you like that game, then it's gonna, like, play into what you, you do and, like, how you think and stuff. And so, instead of having these, like, open interaction with these game designers... They're basically saying they're like limiting their freedom and saying like you are going to interact with things that are only for the good of China and thereby like almost become more of like a propaganda instrument. Right. And that's what really like it Hurts sounds you. like to me. It frustrates me. Yeah, because a lot of people will lose their like artistic integrity. It's like they that. they're coding it in freedom, but it's really like <laughs> they're coding it. You know freedom. what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. It's weird because like China is basically a communist nation that allows. F- Free enterprise in certain areas. That's yeah. the other thing. They're almost said. as they're almost as uh, market driven as we are, as far as. But that's you know, the like, thing is, it says these consoles will only be allowed to be shipped or be sold out of the Shanghai Free Trade Zone. Okay. I think there's only like a, and judging from that rhetoric, like right that statement right there, and what I've just remember hearing, I think there's only like a select few places, Shanghai being one of them, maybe the only one that actually allows free enterprise. Really? And that actually like harkens back, you can draw parallels to um, like the former Soviet Union with that where of course, at, at one point in time they thought like, you know, the, the economy was going down so much that they, they said, okay, we're going to have to allow a little bit of free enterprise. And then, and I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but slowly chipping away at the principles of communism for the Soviet Union at least is what led to like their downfall and so they're obviously going to look at that and not let that happen so whatever freedom that looks like they have right there you know it's yeah especially according to these little censorship things i guess it's obviously just an illusion or you know yeah. i think i think we're going so a little bummed. deep into yeah. it considering what we have yeah. but i'm just so it's worth saying it. yeah it's definitely like an interesting like bring to the table thing. thought like a thought train train of yeah. thought okay well um that's number dos that was a trace yeah but well, two for me three for the banter yeah we're on a number four for banner two for me two for- <laughs> <laughs> glad we're all straight are you up with us there listeners <laughs> Heidi ho make sure you're thinking yeah i hope you have your tally marks take out. off your dunce cap <laughs> all right so um my quick fire number two is going to be about um i think like results regarding Apple and Facebook and uh, financially how they're becoming like almost purely phone companies. Oh, okay. Um, So I saw something regarding um, Apple has 60% of its total revenue from iPhone and like almost all of its new, new incoming revenue is from like sales for iPhones abroad right now. Wow. And... The rest of the company that's not app like iPhone or phone smartphone related is actually shrinking. It's actually has a ne- a 1.06 billion dollar loss. A loss? Yes, and the, but the iPhone revenues is a 3.11 billion dollar like increase, increase in sales. Uh, so that's Apple. Okay. And then Facebook's kind of like showing the same kinds of uh, colors because it's saying that it has. $962 million in Facebook mobile ads that are, like, becoming available, like, on your news feed you said and all that's these kinds of things. $96 billion in revenue? $962 million in revenue. In revenue from yeah. ads. Yeah. From mobile and ads. Then, and then $5 million from every, everything else that they do. Okay. So they're That almost goes hand in hand. Yeah. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit. So you have, like, you have Apple who's making, you know, 60% of their money from from the phone market. And now when I think about like the other side of things, like I wonder if mobile also includes like iPad and all that. I don't think it does. Cause that's, what's interesting is I feel like not only are they killing it with iPhone, but iPads killing it as well. And then when it comes to a computer line, like when I go to, when I go to class every day, I see the majority of people have lap MacBooks, right? Right. And now almost as, as you bring it up right here on the show, I'm thinking, Every when I think about a MacBook or an iMac, 
I think like the the, inquali- the quality of it inherently is great. It's a very expensive product, but it's a product that's going to last you for a really long time. That like is very dependable. Right. But now that I think about it, the only thing that's really changing that I've seen is is the aesthetics of it, and just the like what's inside the computer, like the raw guts of it. And mm-hmm. I wonder if if maybe because they're focusing so much on their cash cow right now, if the other side is starting to falter. Yeah. A little bit. There's starting to be people that are getting a little bit clamory for Apple's new products like cuz they keep saying like I think that they just had a conference where like the the main guy who's in charge of like par- product innovation and stuff and like leads those product innovation seminars for Apple right um I think he just had one of those or something and like he was saying oh yeah like we're going to have these new products come out and everyone's like what are you talking about like <laughs> like what what exactly and he hasn't really said anything but, uh, I think a lot of that could be because I know right around E3, like June 4th or 5th, I think maybe that same week or a few days before is when they have like their biggest conference. So mm-hmm. hopefully soon we can get some shed some light because like what the biggest thing that they focus on typically at those conferences are like operating systems for the actual computers, which really does change your experience with them. Right. And then you know the new iteration of their product. So yeah, hopefully we can see. I don't. I don't want to sit here and say that they're stagnating because I don't really know. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with MacBook and what's going on with iMac, but maybe that'll be like a kick in the ass for them. Right. Or maybe it'll be like. And I don't want this to happen. I don't want them to only focus on mobile. I uh, I read something also that uh, you know while while it seems like because we recently assessed that we thought that Samsung was winning the phone wars. Remember? Yeah, we both said that, right? But at the same time, I read something recently that said um, that Apple is just gobbling up all the profits from smartphone technology. Like somebody you, told me mean? that, like, like they're more they're doing their business operations in a more efficient manner to where like they're making way more profit from their phones than like everyone else is on than the other companies yeah because they're just such an efficient company so it's like <clears throat> it's just i don't know it's so it's, it's like what counts as winning does it count as who's making the most money or does it count as who's got their product in the most hands yeah it's like who's most operationally efficient and effective but yeah i don't know i just thought that was interesting because given apple's you know wide portfolio of things that they're trying to delve into and and you know create and develop their iphone seems to be like you know still the biggest thing that's driving the company forward you know so and then if we want to talk about facebook for a second i think it's been really interesting to see maybe in the last like six months or so how facebook has started to change they've definitely been changing you know i agree yeah it's almost I'm glad you brought that up. I once I read an article a few months ago. I don't know when it was, you know, recently. It's, and it basically talked about how Facebook is becoming too big and bloated and will eventually collapse under its own weight. And I'm not going to I'm not saying so let, let's unpack that. Basically they said Fall like Fall of Rome shit, dude. They basically said there are so many things happening on your news feed that you can't possibly see them like Yeah. It, it basically yeah. said it basically said like the average person only sees like one out of like 50 things that actually happen on the news feed, right? Right. And as that gets bigger and bigger and Facebook keeps expanding and expanding, the news feed, I guess, model of how they do things is becoming less and less effective. But at the same time, I feel like now Facebook is really trying to bring you like trending topics and news. You have on your right-hand sidebar that like – News articles that are trending or whatever. Yes. And I feel like now when I go to Facebook, like my news feed, I don't, I'm not looking at people's statuses. I'm looking at people's articles that they're reading. Like what people are doing. Exactly. Yeah, and like what of. they're reading or what's popular now. And I like the trending thing. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a transition period. Mm-hmm. I feel like Facebook's in transition right, right now. I really do. And I don't know where they're headed right now. Um, as far as them getting like the majority of their stuff off of mobile, I'm not exactly surprised because I feel like people honestly are more on, are on Facebook more um, with their f- mobile phones than they are not. Mm-hmm. But I, I read something about how Facebook is. You know, we we already noted about how Facebook um, put down a large investment on Oculus Rift. Yeah. Um, but apparently, they're starting to do that with a lot of companies. I think that like companies that are coming out and becoming like possible competitors that the that the com- that Facebook identifies in their early stages Facebook's starting to just like throw down money and buy these things 
like the I mean, way that the way that the article phrased it was it was like if you know Facebook can't be the king he'll just buy or he'll just like adopt all of the possible heirs or whatever to right. the throne kind of thing well you know if it works for him i i'd like to see i i think Oculus Rift is going to be a great like case study for us where that's the one thing we know and care about so let's see how Facebook's ownership of that yeah really plays out, and then we can kind of see what that does to other companies. Did you know that Facebook actually tried out um, PlayStation's Project Morpheus before they bought Oculus Rift? Remind me of what Project Morpheus is. It was their version of the VR headset. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can look... Facebook tried it before they did Oculus Rift, and they were just like, well, you like this one better, we're going to get it? You can look at it that way, like, either, you know, we like what they're doing better, or you can be like, let's size up the competition, and then, you know... Yeah. Well, I guess in either way, it makes Oculus Rift look better. But anyway, in a way, that's caveat. like a slap. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. To, to PlayStation. Exactly. Like, I'd be pissed. I just think it's an interesting caveat. They're like, "Fuck you, Facebook! Fuck you, this is Oculus Rift. I want to play Oculus Rift." <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that you got anything else to add on that? Um, no. You got no. I'm just looking at what I got down here. No, I did not. Okay, do you want to go ahead and jump into conversation peaches? I don't even have one. You don't know? Okay. So you can just do yours, and I'll make sure to color the hell out of Fill it. Fill in the lines, baby. You know, I'm a color commentator. All right, so I brought a conversation peach to the table. I love these peaches. These peaches taste so good. Watch out for the pits, though. Okay. You don't want to eat the I pits. I hate them, dude. So GameStop recently had a conference, and their CEO did a lot of talking at said conference. And they announced a new phase of the company's lifespan. He called it GameStop 3.0, where they will... <laughs> hey, like, I'm already laughing. Because of how clever it is? Because <laughs> of how unoriginal it is. <laughs> what should we call it? Like, what it, listen, listen. We, we turn all the lights off in the room, and then a big 3E comes on the screen. Third phase... Three future point oh. Okay. Okay, good. I like it. Run. But this lifespan will see that it aggressively expands its footprint into gaming adjacent adjacent, adjacent nice. tech fields. So what the I don't go- even know what that means. I'm about to explain it, bro. Thank you, Sersky. I'm glad you asked. Oh, okay. Because I got a lot I got a lot to tell. I'm sure you do. You always GameStop do. is going to close 120 of the real real oh my god. Learn Where, to speak, bro. Dude, I'm telling you, this week <laughs> fried my brain. Really I, I can imagine. I mean, how many how many words overall? I wrote six thousand words total in the span of three days. Jeez. Yeah. That's it, a lot. It was murderous. That is dude. murderous. So they're going to close 120 retail stores, even though they predict that the gaming console industry will be at an $18 billion industry by the end of 2015. Okay. So what they're going to do is they're going to refocus on gaming, quote-unquote gaming-adjacent technology, and they will open 200 to 250 spring mobile stores and 20 to 25 what? Mac, simply Mac stores. <laughs> now, before you comment, I'm let me so let me finish. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna really flesh this 3. out. 3.0. Yeah, GameStop. Three point oh sprint. Zero 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 one. Sprint. Sprint. <laughs> okay. Dude, they're killing me right now. So they got so we got that they're gonna open 200, 250 Spring Mobile stores, twenty to twenty five simply Mac stores. So Spring Mobile, which is owned by GameStop, which you're saying Spring or Sprint? Spring. What the hell is that? Spring Mobile which is owned by GameStop, which I had no idea, sells mobile phones, plans, and accessories. Okay? I, I don't even know what that is. I had no idea Jesus. either. I, I looked it up. It's just a I store. I thought you were saying Sprint. Yeah. Sprint. <laughs> it's like, they're going to open Sprint, sprint stores? <laughs> like, what? They own Spring Mobile, which is, it's basically, they own the company, but they don't. It's a subsidiary. Exactly, it's right? Okay, that's fine. And it's just a mobile phone store, okay. right? And um, they also own Simply Mac, which I had no idea either. And this is a store that re- repairs Apple products and sells them. Oh, okay. All right? Okay. GameStop also owns Cricket. What do you mean own? Oh, the, the mobile broadband? phone company. Yeah, okay. And they're going to open 30 Cricket locations as well. All right? So this seems completely... 
like irrelevant to the gaming industry. Exactly. So I'm going to go and just like list off the rest of the facts that I have before we dive into this because I have a lot that I want to say about it. Okay. So you got they're going to open all these new mobile stores, Mac stores, and Cricket locations. Um, and if you and if you know already, GameStop. <laughs> Sorry. GameStop yeah. has been buying used mobile hot hardware for a while. Um, like you yeah. can go sell your iPhone and iPod and all that shit there. Okay. So nice. GameStop is also the third largest and fastest growing AT&T provider. I had no fucking clue. Are you GameStop? Okay, I'm gonna stop there. So <laughs> halftime. It. So we talked about a long time ago the used game industry and how consoles are trying to increasingly go towards like a digital only market where you buy the game one time you download it and that's it that way you cannot sell it but also at the same time developers can't lose money from used games and if right. you don't know how that happens is like if i sell a game back to gamestop and gamestop sells it used to me gamestop makes the money the developer doesn't make the money right yeah and you don't want that. It's that's horrible for gaming. But do you think that like the developer who made the game, if it's bought originally and that money goes to the game developer and then it's like used, you think that that money that is that Lost. is profited or that is or the money that is paid for, to the used you know game, you think that money should go to the developer too? Even yeah, though there even was though a way to do that. Even though it's largely the service is the retail at that point. You know what I mean? Like. The service is going to a place to get it. Yeah. Like, well, see, like, a like lot of having used stuff and providing used stuff. You know what I mean? Well, see, that's the thing is like if consoles consoles are getting very good at making launches day and day. Mm -hmm. You can buy it digital or you can buy it in retail. Right. But and and actually, Xbox One is one of the first people to really play with this, or they announced that they will play with this. They want to make their digital games cheaper. Because you don't have to pay for the gas right. to bring it to a store. You don't have to pay for the manufacturer to print it on the disc or That's the, a or the very, case. Very interesting. You know what I'm saying? I so really like that, that can make games cheaper. Right. And actually, just another anecdote, another caveat is games are cheaper now than they ever have been, according to inflation. Like when you look at how much games. Are I remember in, you yeah, saying that. According, you know, back in Nintendo 64 and all that, they're cheaper now than ever. And if they get even cheaper, that's incredible, right? And you're talking about just straight up value of games. Exactly. Okay. Um. So, in a way, when I see that they want to sort of like focus more on different technologies in mobile hardware or their Mac stores or Cricket or whatever. It's almost as if, and this is how I see it, maybe they see the inevitability of an all-digital world where used games don't exist and they're trying to future-proof themselves because mm -hmm. they don't want to see that, you know, they don't want the the same fate as, like, Blockbuster. Yes. But to really keep, but I want to add... They're some, very close. So it's, like, almost the exact same thing as they did. You know and and I mean? when, when you read this, like, 120 stores, that sounds like a lot, right? But Not really. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, to give perspective, GameStop has 6,500 stores open. Yeah. So that's a drop. That's a small drop in a huge bucket. Right. You know? And, you know, we were talking about, like, 30 cricket stores or something. It's like, dude, Samsung's about to drop 4,000 Samsung stores in, like, <laughs> right. nowhere India. You know? <laughs> like, I'm not really that impressed. From fucking <laughs> Egypt over here. But, I mean, like... Basically, I feel like GameStop is GameStop is just at its like, what do you want to say? Third life crisis. <laughs> Jesus, three crisis three point Because like their name is GameStop, and they became what they were through, you know, the sale and the retail and 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 providing services to people to be able to buy used games and buy even just original video games. Yeah, and so now. Yeah, like you like you said, it's almost like they're like, well, we just think that like there's no way that like physical items are ever going to be of value to us in our long term future. So we need to be able to like provide things that are future proofing us, GameStop, which is nothing, which has nothing to do with games. They're like, they're so he toxic. might as well not be GameStop anymore. It, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're so toxic to the industry because uh, like a large part of the reason why like Xbox and PlayStation can't just go digital only is because they have like these relationships. With GameStop, where GameStop's like, yeah, you want to sell everything on digital? Then we're going to stop selling your system in our store. We're going to stop selling your games in our store. And yeah. guess what? A large part of your audience buys from us. Yeah. And that's and, and you really do hold the industry hostage when you do that. Yeah, you're like embargoing them. <laughs> so, yeah, and so basically, like, 
I guess there's two things I want to say. Like maybe one, even though it's only 120 stores that are being closed out of the many that they have, yeah, it's a very small step. Maybe this is the first step. Maybe this is the first breadcrumb in a long ch- chain that is going to eventually lead to this change where GameStop goes away. And, and though us cynical gamers who are like, fuck GameStop, maybe we won't get the satisfaction of the company going out of business, but we will get the satisfaction of them leaving games alone. And the second thing I want to add, and I really do want to get on my soapbox here and just, and just talk <laughs> about like how much I've really come to despise this company. And Jesus, okay. What really? Well, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna provide the view of a neutral investor. On so this, one. this is why I've really like what what did it for me? Okay, I used okay. to go and I'd I'd go buy their buy games there. I sell games there or whatever. <laughs> and you get a new game. It's sealed. You open it. Blah blah blah. Now when I go there, this has happened twice. Okay, I'm like, yeah, I'll take a, a copy of this. Okay, do you want to buy it new or used? I'll buy it new, because I'm. Once again, I'm trying to support the developer that right. I'm buying the game from. Absolutely. And instead, they're like, okay. And they take a fucking disc that's in a sleeve, put it in a case that's already opened, stick new manuals in it, and then seal it with their own sticker. And I'm like... That's not fucking new. The second... T- the f- it happened to me the first time. And when it happened, I like kind of like left the store and I was like, what just happened? You know, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I got raped, right? I just got molested here. And, and so then the second time it happened, I was like, that's not a new game, man. And he was just like, no, it's 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 new, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the disc has fingerprints on it. It's not a new game. I was like, you see those back there that are sealed? I want that sealed game. He's like, oh, no, those are for pre-order only. And I was like, fuck that. That's bullshit. That's not pre-order only. You're selling me used games for new prices. Yeah. And I left. I was like, I'm not buying from, any, from you anymore. I have a subscription with them. It's like $50 a year. And Still? When it, when it runs out this year, I'm not renewing. Fuck them. I'm, I'm never surprised pu- you had it, considering your <laughs> apparent despise. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like this just recently happened, you know. Oh. And they recently just started like really. I feel like they're just working people over and people who are don't really know what's going on. But I just feel like they're selling used games for new, and they like, dude, you will go, you'll bring them used games, like ten used games, and you'll mm-hmm. get like ten dollars for them, and they'll sell them all for like thirty dollars each. You know. So your peach that you brought to the table. Yeah, it's basically a big a, juicy peach. Like a comment on how you feel like GameStop was a negative uh, influence on the overall gaming sphere of you know like what what is included in all of the game. You don't I, I you don't think, like how they're doing their their business. I think it is now. You know, I I really wasn't. I don't know when they opened and when I was a little kid, I, or even when I was like fourteen and fifteen buying games from them. I didn't realize. I I just went to them to buy games. Right. It may be long ago before they got ambitious. If they even aren't, well, obviously they're ambitious now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just about selling games and promoting gaming, which is great because gaming's awesome. But I just know now that like I think. They sold out. <laughs> they did, bro. Like, do you yeah. still listen to GameStop? Freaking X Blades X sellouts. <laughs> I'm Team Puppet Suds for life. I'm Puppet Suds Spirit Soul Skater, dude. But exactly, that's. <laughs> I just. I hate GameStop, and I'm. I'm. I hope. This but is... like, when you hear these news about GameStop 3.0, are you like stoked because they're kind of showing their projections to where they're not doing Game stuff, or are exactly. you like pissed because you're like, this is GameStop, and I've always hated them, and I don't want them to do well in the future? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm glad that you're at a duality of. A maybe this might be like a step towards leaving the game industry, but like I said, if they survive on a little part of me, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, dude. They like don't even. Um... It it just sounds like they're pretty much just changing their entire perspective of their business to not include games, which is like you need to change the name of your business then. Oh, I'm sure they will. GameStop and your and like your biggest things that you're pushing are, are cricket, mobile, and, and fucking Mac. Yeah. GameStop, like get out of here. Techno stop. Three point out. GameStop should get into know, some mobile apps, dude. That'd be good for them. If I wouldn't buy a single one of them. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Well, that was the um, the Woody banter. The peach of the day. Yeah. The, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your peach. I got a big bite out of mine. Uh, no, no, no pits. This no time. pits in this one. No, no, this is a nice little fuzzy peach, right? Yeah, nice except for your despise. That, might, that might be a pit. That was no. That was like a bruise. <laughs> a bruise of the peach. We're trying to keep it nice and positive. G-rated. G no worms in, in these peaches. <laughs> Let's just keep talking about peaches. <laughs> okay.
Hold on, let's half time these beers, dude. Okay. Dude, I, I, I honestly Yes. What do you think about that beer? Uh dude, I I just like honestly I feel real bad because I feel like I can't give an like a good description of what I think about this beer. Well don't feel bad. Maybe that's a reflection of the beer. You know? If it's too simple or like the upfront taste has this kind of like like it hits the sides of my tongue instead of the middle of my tongue, and it kind of like that's interesting. It's not like it's not like I don't get the sugar that you're hinting at. Like I don't really think, I think that sugar. I don't necessarily think it's sweet. Like I, I, I get mostly. Bitterness. I'm getting that. I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna back down on my it's, sugar. No, I don't want you to. But I'm just saying, like, that's why I'm so confused. Because like I don't think that you're wrong, but I'm just not getting any sweetness. Okay, that's well why then, I'm so confused. Try not to try not to explicate what you're tasting. Just tell me what you think about the beer. Are you enjoying it? Like, I think it's a very solid beer. I think it's pretty smooth. It's um, smoother than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how else. To, I don't know how else to do this. Like, I just feel bad because I'm copping out. But ultimately, like, it's a high alcoholic beer. It's nice to look at. It's it's it goes down easy. It's kind of bitter. I just don't have anything that like really jumps out at me about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I don't know why. What like, more I can feel you real say bad than about that? It. No, don't feel bad about it, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Whatever. like my job as a reviewer to be able to extract things from this beer and provide listeners with, you know, something that they can take from it. And yeah. I can't give them anything. But at the same right time, now. like if you can't do that, just like Like I probably wouldn't like if I could put it in per- into perspective. There you if go. I walked like, into a bar explain your experience. Yeah, with it, if you know? I walked into a bar and it was on the tap, I'd be like, I had that, but it didn't like blow my socks off. So like if you want something that's a like, bitter and it's but it's almost it's like a low bitter. key beer. It's yeah. not like a it's not like a jump out at you beer like oh my gosh. It's like a low key like yeah. chill beer. So let me so this is what I'll say. Um, the aroma's still there and it's warmed up quite a bit, right? Okay. And I really I, I think these these are very like piney hops. Okay. Uh, like a very wooded. I'm still having a lot of trouble deciphering between hops. It's hard to do, dude. Yeah. It's and it's only very recently that I've even been able to tell some differences, and, okay. it, and it's largely in part because my friend Chris is so helpful with it because yeah. he brews so much. Okay. Also, brewing beer is a great way to learn I about flavor. It's so fun. Oh, dude, when we get our house, we're brewing beer. Because <laughs> I, I told you, I've decided. Like, How I'm, much does that cost? I'm, well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm going to get a job next semester okay. or next year while I'm at school. And that's like your big. That thing way, we can do. buy records. We can buy brew stuff. We can you buy shit for the house. You know I have a little bit of money saved up. I can throw down a little bit of stuff. Well, fuck. Even better, right? Okay. Okay. So it's got a very good piney hop aroma. Um, the very first thing that hits my tongue is the sweetness. And the sweetness has actually come out a little bit more. And that's not surprising considering the fact that on the label it said it's a high-gravity beer. So you kind of get like a, a thicker-feeling, kind of sweet-ish you know, beer right on the front and as it washes over your tongue, you're just going to get more hops. It gets more bitter. Yeah, you're going to get more goes. hops. And in the, in the, as it hits the back of your tongue, you're going to get bitterness, but not too much bitterness. All right, This isn't like an yeah. over. Yeah, it's not staunch. Yeah, don't pucker your face kind of bitterness. And the bitterness is what lasts with you. After you've swallowed the beer, you're going to have a lingering bitterness for a little while. I agree. Um, Good job. And this isn't exactly like it. I think its simplicity is both a detriment and a shining Thing that you like about it. Yeah, exactly, because, like, the hop aroma isn't too much, but it, or not the hop aroma, the hop taste and aroma isn't too much, but it's also almost, almost the only thing that's there, because I don't really consider sweet a flavor, and I don't consider bitter a flavor. I consider those almost like feelings. Right. So... I agree. It's a re- relatable... Yeah, and, and it's high alcohol, and it's easy to drink. It's not exactly refreshing. I, I'd say, like, this beer isn't, like, if you're really hot and you need something refreshing to, like, kind of cool you down, don't go for this. But yeah, if it's, right. like, a normal – if it's, like, a day that you don't want a heavy beer and you want an IPA, this is a great one to go for. Like, I would like to get this at the brewery that made this. Yeah, that – okay. I see you know that. what I mean? Like, you're kind of out doing something but not something that's, like – Yeah, it's not, some, like – particular special. Yeah. Like, I think that – I don't know I don't know why. I feel like that just sums up, sums up how I would want to – Sums up my, my dream for it. <laughs> consume this thing. But, yeah, I think that it's almost like I can't even decide whether it's a complex or a simple beer. Like, I right. think it is simple, 
Mm-hmm. But then whenever I'm like tasting it and and it's going down, it's like I just feel like its complexity rises as I <laughs> drink it. I'm like, okay, that's weird. It's interesting. <laughs> I think also we've had a lot of complex beers recently, and we might be trying to like, yeah, you know, we're holding the two together, and it's hard. Yeah, to Yeah, it's 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 starting to get to the point where we've done so many beers that it's like that we're the f- beer experts. I know it's great. Almost the opposite. <laughs> like I'm starting to be like. Oh man, like this tastes a lot like this one that I already had. You know, like, yeah. like how am I gonna differentiate from this? Or well, then you can liken them and strengths and weaknesses. All right, so Hunter, I brought to the table zero segments. I was very busy th- this week, as I've talked about, and um, unless you have any, okay. I'm, I'm basically done. This though. is what I'm thinking we could do. Okay. First of all, what what time are we at? We're at 49 minutes. Damn. Yeah, okay. We actually we actually had a legitimate we talked uh, a lot news item. about those news. Yeah. So uh, I have a question for get to know your banners. You want to do that one? Yeah, let's get to know our banners. Okay, Fuck yeah, cool. let's do it. Get to know your banners. Oh. Hey, my name is. <laughs> hey. Oh, no, you, oh, no, you no, go no, first. My bad. What, what's your favorite? Um, I'm Wait, sorry. You don't what think... was that? Get to know, know your banners. banners. So. All right, what you got for us, The bro? first one, that, uh, the only question that I'm bringing to the table Kay. is, um, I was telling Chase in the car right over, like, I was surprised that I have never been posed this question before. I came up with it just, like, sitting around today. The question is, um, for most clear, nice days, uh, the sky is blue, and on the night, uh, it is black. If you could change these two colors, what would you change them to, and why? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, well, like the sky is black, but you can see the stars. I know. And they can't get... They, they you can still see stars, maybe. They contrast the stars so well. They contrast very well, yes. Okay, well, immediately I'm thinking, like, what are my favorite colors, right? <laughs> but at the same time, like, if I say I want the sky to be red, I think we live in a very angry world. I don't want that, right? Right, yes. Um. Yeah, red was, like, the first one I said I would not do. Exactly. I think... Because then you have to think, like, you know, white buildings look really good when they contrast with the blue, and, like, reds kind of look good against blue. Everything looks good against blue. The blue, blue sky is, is so nice. good. But then look at these trees that you're looking at. Uh-huh. They're nice trees. You see how, how, how nice and inviting this green is? Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I want the sky to be turquoise. Okay. You know? That's very close to what it is, but, uh, but, but I can add accept that. Green. Add, add, more add green, a lot right? more green. Kind of, because I, I think of like the color of, of really nice. A turquoise sky oceans. would actually be really cool. <laughs> I'm actually really liking that. Like idea. I think that that would be dope if there was a lot of green in the sky. Now nighttime, that's this is like a different thing because like, do you want nighttime to remain dark so night? See, still yes, holds? I think that you should keep in mind that nighttime is still a time where we have to kind of like wind down, like sleep. Because in a way, so like, like you're gonna have a darker hue and saturation of these colors probably. Because cause night can be described as like a purple or a blue, so I don't want to be like purple or blue. Why pur- Why not purple? I think purple's great, but I think the sky is already purple in a lot of ways. Mm. No? At night it's black. Is it just the absence of light? It's well, I'll just, say yeah. purple then, dude. Okay. I think yeah. purple's great, like a like a nice regal satin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Give me like a dark velvet. A velvet dark red at night? Red. Yeah. That's what I'm going to give. Okay, yeah, like cake. Like, like cake. You're sleeping on a velvet cake. All right, that's it's, nice. So yeah. you got an aqua or a turquoise yeah. day, and you got a, a, a red velvet night. Yeah, I like that. Oh, nice. That's a nice little world. That's nice, yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, what do so you got? So I think that my world, I think I know what I want for my night more than I want for my day. Okay, and, that's I, and it's kind of funny because it's totally in line with the show and what the show does. Like, I kind of want it to seem like a really like nice dark IPA, like an amber, like a oh, ambery, really cool. ambery orange, night. golden brown. Yeah, like it's like a darker hue of it, maybe. But it's yeah, like, it's like a ambery orange night kind of. That would that would like make everything. Around like seem would... like kind of turned down a little bit. Mm-hmm, like instead of like mm-hmm. night, night time. Black. This black is, is this is souls. just like chill. <laughs> yeah, you know, like super chill. In Hunter's perfect world. Yes. And I like then, that. And then during the day, I thought just like a plain green, like Namek, would be cool. Oh, okay. I can envision that. Yeah. Because and I was even. Well, what about like a yellowish green? 
well, a yellow should make it a lot brighter. I think a yellow like a limey nice. kind of. Because I I look at a lot of the, like the leaves, the new leaves that have come with spring, and there mm-hmm. are a lot of yellow greens. I right. really like that color. Yes, I agree. But yes, I I'm agree. gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a nice, just not yellowy, but a nice bright, luscious grassy green <laughs> for my for my day sky. I like that, dude. Okay, so yeah, those are those are our worlds that we made. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the question. Honestly, yeah, I've never, I was not expecting that whatsoever. And then the other thing that, uh, if we wanted to do another segment, I'm just gonna lay this out there. We could talk about the Jack White thing in a musical mastery segment, or we could just move on to our email and cut it short. Let's go ahead and move on, just because I'm I down. Think, I think our email question is going to cool. get some more conversation. Let's do it. We keep missing the hour mark that we want to hit. Yeah, we're we're shooting for an hour, listeners. We go about thirty minutes over every. It's because we have so much fun with you and us. Yeah, thanks for being so great. You're just nice. By the way, we have enough questions on this thing that I can finally scroll through them. Ooh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Oh, that's a nice little benchmark. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) And Miss Miss H, just one Miss H. Let's go to Nick's mail corner real quick. Okay. So Nick's got a question. He says he's been having like a real shitty Easter weekend. Oh, he had a real shitty Easter weekend. That's too bad. He was I'm like sorry, Nick. super sick, all right? Damn. So he says, let's hear about the worst time you guys have ever gotten sick. And okay. That's a end, good question. Yeah, yeah. And he says, um, as always, my kindest regards, and I pray this finds you well. Just kidding. Get spewed, goo-hewers. <laughs> goo-hewers? Goo-hewers. <laughs> This just sounds so gross. I just don't even get it <laughs> at this point. It's just right over my head. You, Nick, you're so clever. Okay, you go first. So the, the, the worst, worst time you've ever gotten sick. Worst time I've ever been sick. So I think that the one I can say was probably the worst was strep. I had strep like four times in one year. Oh, fuck, dude. It was awful. And, like, by the fourth time, I'm pretty sure it was, like, real, real bad. Yeah, it and was, it was, like, life-threatening like, strep. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was 10 years old. Oh, man. Ten. And so it, it brought on the onset of me having to get my tonsils out really early. Um, a funny story attached to that. So I'm 10, and I've never, like, I've never had a surgery. I've never, like, been in a place where, you know... You're having serious operations done yeah. to you. This is my first serious operation. Fuck, at 10 years old. Yes. And so, but I'm trying to get rid of this strep. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of this, this shit. This strep that's... ain't no good to me, dude. <laughs> ain't ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so I'm like, I know I, what I got to do, but I'm going. So I'm trying to be a trooper. And um, <clears throat> I'm kind of in shape, right? Like, I, like, it's not like I'm like a super fat kid or anything. Like, I'm right. an athlete at this point. So it's like, I'm really, an athlete. I'm a full blown hurdler. Right? At so this it's, point. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like I have like a whole lot of like weird body abnorm- abnormalities. I'm uh, waiting and like about to go under, under my IV for the operation. And this lady is like, okay, well, can I see your arm? You know, so that she can put it in my vein so I can, you know, start, start feeling it. And I'm feeling this. Yeah, she like puts it in, and then waits three seconds, and then her eyes open up real wide, and oh, she's like, "Shit! Oh no! <laughs> oh my god!" And like I'm ten, dude. I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> oh no! I'm die. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know what an IV was or like how that would affect yeah, me. You just know it hurt and yeah, you're scared. Just, like this sucks ass. But like, yeah, I tripped out really bad whenever she, cause she just like missed the vein, I think. But she like made it like to me, it seemed like such a bigger deal than it actually was. But yeah, I was like super sick like that whole year whenever I was like ten, and it like kept me back from being in sports and like doing a lot of stuff. So getting my tonsils out early. Wait, was, so what happened with the IV? Why did she say, "Oh no"? She just missed the vein. Oh, okay. And well, that's what I was saying. I was like, I'm not fat or anything, so it's not like I was like. A you couldn't see it, right? Yeah. Like I was flexing and stuff. <laughs> I was flexing real good for this nurse. You could see all my veins. Excuse me, nurse. There's a bigger vein down there. Okay, I'm 10 years old. I'm But yeah, so that was probably like the most memorable kind of like sick experience I've had, I think. So I'm going to give a runner-up and then I'm going to give my main story. Okay. My runner-up was Jeez. when I was 10 years old. I had a horrible stomach problem. Like I don't know if it was like a stomach virus or like a flu or what it was. I just remember... I would like get these cramps in my stomach that were so bad that I would be, just be like hurtled up into a ball, just like fetal position. 
that's like the most violent sound of it. And I remember, like, I feel so bad for my mom because she's like watching her son just like die on this couch, Joffrey right? style. And so that was awful. I lost like ten pounds in the course of like a week because I had no Thank appetite. Thank you, sickness. Right? Thank you, sickness. I really could have used the <laughs> the muscle definition. <laughs> But my actual worst time was when I was in College Station. I got this stomach virus where, like, dude, I had the most just violent projectile vomiting. <laughs> so nasty. I was literally, like, I was pooping so hard. I, I like, would raise <laughs> off of my toilet seat. I was like just. Like Randy? <laughs> I was gone, right? There were times, like, and then, and then on top of that, I was getting cramps. And I had thrown up and pooped so much that I was so dehydrated that, like, it got to the point where I, like, felt faint. And I was like, guys, like, I need you to call an ambulance. Like, I need you guys to get an IV and get some fucking nutrients in me, right? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so here I am in the fucking trap house at college station that I live in with bongs everywhere and whatever. <laughs> and the paramedics come in and get me out of my room and put me on a stretcher. No way. Yeah, dude got on a stretcher, wheeled me out of there. I didn't know this. I'm in the um I'm in the ambulance and like I'm throwing up in the ambulance. They give me like a bag oh, to throw Jesus. up into. Okay. They finally they hook up an I V bag to me, which is just like pure solution to like help the body. Whatever it was they gave me. Mm-hmm. And apparently I like my it was just like <laughs> I drank it in, like no time fast. I hook up another one. They're like, and and after I think I fell asleep at one point, and they're like, yeah, you drank like three bags. It was like insane. And I was like, I know, I gotta pee. <laughs> and that was honestly an experience. I hope I never have to that go sounds through. Sounds like awful. Yeah, it was one of the worst stomach virus, like stomach problems. I just don't even know. And ugh. I've been so fortunate to like not have ever been like really sp- sick, especially in college. I, mean, I think like, what's funny is a big reason why I don't get sick is because of how dirty I am. Like, no, I completely can see honest, where you're coming from. Honestly, it I, makes your, your yeah, system, my your immune, immune system's system. badass. Like, I don't wash my hands a lot. <laughs> I really don't. And like, you know, whatever. And I swear I, I, I don't get sick as often as this other what people. I'll tell you. Okay, I lived my first summer in college. Uh, after freshman year, and yep. I lived at my fraternity house. Okay, I remember this. I remember going to it, and I never got sick ever. And it was ridden with fleas and <laughs> just a beer everywhere, and like Fluids. I could have on like there was no reason why I shouldn't have gotten sick right. from living there. And mind you, I mean I was I was straight because it was like. If you're subjected to it, your body, your immune system has to work out every day. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when, you know. It's like it's a muscle. Like it's strong. It's great. Well, that's awesome. Hunter, let's go ahead and put a number on this beer. I feel like we don't really need to say, need to say I much. I can't say anything much anymore. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, so what, are you, what are you feeling? Just put a number on that. it, man. So I'm going to put my number on it. Let me take a nice little. Yeah, get your swig. I think I already have like a good idea of what I'm going to gonna put on it. Are you going to number it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this beer. So are we? Because like last podcast, mm-hmm. I gave like three point threes and point twos. Are we back on the point five train again, dude? You can do whatever you want. I I feel more comfortable with point oh's and point fives. I do but, too. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was asking. All right, give it seven point five. Seven point five. So it's a good beer. It's a nice solid beer. But I just like, I, for some reason, I just like don't get anything that makes me just like that stands out enough for me to be, right. be like, oh my god. Okay, this is a really good beer. Well, that's almost right in line with me. I'm gonna give it a seven. Because I, I feel like if someone's like, hey, you know, what about this one? I would say, oh, I've had that. It's good. Right. That's all I would say. It's good. <laughs> but I don't want to discredit this beer at all. I think seven's a great score. It's it's in the upper echelon of our, yeah. our scales. You know, seven's great. If you really like IPAs, this is a very just like it's straightforward with the hop flavor. The hop doesn't take take over. It doesn't go too far. Okay. It's got a little sweetness and it finishes bitter. It's it's a good beer. It's not super complex. It's ain't just good. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right? I've actually gone. <laughs> I feel like, I think I'm going to tackle these reviews a little bit differently where I'm going to put a word on the beer first and then give a number that relates to that word. So, you know? so like, give me an example of what you're talking about. Like, that about. beer's like, okay. Oh, it's a six. Okay. That beer is good. Because you did your whole scale earlier, not too long ago, where you just like listed out what each number means for you. Yeah, and I really adhere to that. Like Like, I really do. Good point five. It's a a good point five. (laughs) 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Unfortunately, we probably only have a couple more episodes before both Hunter and I um, leave the country. You're departing, what, middle of May? Uh, May 15th. Yeah. So, so you probably only have about two weeks left to be able yeah. to pump out episodes. So, um, this, you know, it's been season two. Hopefully, we're going to start a season three pretty soon. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Witty Banter. You can find us on Twitter. We, had at, we are at Witty Banter. Hunter's at Dieseldorf Set. I am at Bodacious Chase. I think we're at Witty Banter Show on Twitter. My mistake. It's we are good. at Witty Banter Show. If you go to Facebook, type us in. We got on, we're on Facebook as well. Um, iTunes, if you want, you can subscribe to us. Every week that we post, it gets downloaded straight into your inbox. It's magic. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> And then last but not least, you can go to wittybantershow.com to get the episodes right off of our website. Uh, before we leave, we want to give you the name of our next beer that we're going to be reviewing. So that, I mean, what, what I've, I've got it right here. What The purpose of this is so, we'll tell you the beer now, and the next time we post an episode, you can drink it with us. We'll give you a picture of what the beer looks like. We'll say, hey, this is going to be what our episode is going to be about, and that way you can drink it while we're reviewing it. Exactly. See so, if you feel the same way. So the beer we're going to drink is Dirt Wolf Double IPA by Victory Brewing Company. So Dirt Wolf Double IPA, that's what, you, what we'll be drinking next time. You can drink it along with us. Maybe agree or disagree with our review of it. If you disagree or agree, send it in. Send it in. Um, ask a question like like Nick does, whatever. You can contact us at us at wittybantershow at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and we would love to hear from you. Um, other than that, I think we're I think we're done. So. I think we're like bit We're going to go ahead and bit beep all over the bit Oh, okay. That sounds like a plan. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. See ya. Thank you. Here in the Fitty Panda Studios, we thank you for listening with your time in the minutes. Appreciate much we do for your patience and the running shows. Isn't that good to tell you people? Get in it. <laughs>